0: Hello and welcome to the 7th episode of the CCGI podcast. Last week we interviewed Michael Heichu. We discussed his role at the Canadian Chiropractic Association and the role of chiropractors in the opioid crisis. This week we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Simon French. Simon has a clinical background as a chiropractor, graduating from RMIT University in 1993. He has a Master of Public Health majoring in Epidemiology and he completed his PhD at the Australasian Cochrane Centre in 2009. He undertook his postdoctoral position at the Primary Care Research Unit, University of Melbourne, supported by an Australian National Health and Medical Research Council Research Fellowship. In 2013, Simon was awarded the Canadian Chiropractic Research Foundation Professorship in the School of Rehabilitation Therapy, Faculty of Health Sciences, Queen's University. Simon conducts research in the area of knowledge translation and primary care with a focus on the management of musculoskeletal conditions. He also undertakes randomized trials of interventions relevant to primary care settings. He is Deputy Editor-in-Chief of the Journal Chiropractic and Manual Therapies. Thanks for joining
1: us, Simon.
2: My pleasure. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, Simon. So kind of to get us rolling, I thought the first thing we'd ask you is, what's, what has your experience been working at, at Queen's University? What are, what are some of the big highlights?
2: yeah, look, it's been a wonderful experience. I, I arrived here September two thousand and thirteen. So it's just rolled over four years and and uh, my my initial position was was five years' duration, so we've got another year to go. and it's it's been a great experience for for us as a family personally and and also uh, at a professional level to to be here at at a pre- prestigious research and teaching university in Canada the The unique thing about Queens is it's 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 relatively small, and so uh, it's proven to be very collaborative. I've been able to build up some some great collaborators in in multidisciplinary environments. I work here in the School of Rehabilitation Therapy, which the focus there is uh, physiotherapists and occupational therapists. But also, I've I've got a cross appointment into the the Department of Public Health Sciences, so I've been able to make links with statisticians and epidemiologists and public health practitioners, and also have, a, have developed a strong link with with family medicine, which is where a lot of my uh, my work has been based. So so people are very uh, approachable and collaborative, and and even knocking on the the dean's door in the Faculty of Health Sciences is 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 encouraged as well. So. So it's been a really welcoming, collaborative environment, and it's been a, a great experience. And I guess it's been proven by uh, by our our recent success from a research perspective in in attaining a a Canadian Institute of Health Research grant. I'm um, investigating imaging for the use of people with back pain um, presenting to a, a a primary care practitioner, being being chiropractor or physiotherapist or or, or family medicine. And through the collaborations that I've been able to develop at Queens, we've we've brought together a, a really strong team of of me representing chiropractors, uh, a, a colleague here at, at our department, Kathleen Norman, as in physiotherapy, and then the head of department of family medicine, Dr. Michael Green. So, the three of us plus the the methodologists um, have been able to uh, put together a project which is 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 just starting now, and it's going to going to continue for the next few years. And so that's a really nice example of 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 some of the work that we've been able to do here. and um and then teaching is of course the other role I have here. It's a relatively small role. I've been fortunate to have a a, a research intensive position. But the teaching that I've been able to do is is to bring something new to the school uh, of rehabilitation therapy to to bring expertise in in knowledge translation. and we've developed some new courses around that topic in particular um, which is is great for me because it helps me to think more deeply and and as we know you really don't know what you don't know until you have to teach it and so teaching that program to graduate students in the in the school has been great and, and and also an opportunity to provide additional relevant content to our to our programs here
1: oh that's great wow um, i know one of the other things that you've been working on is you you started uh, started up a practice-based research network or a pbrn in ontario specifically centered around around the kingston area what can you tell us about that group and and some of the work you've done there thus far
2: yeah i I think one of the goals of the the canadian chiropractic research foundation is is to by putting chiropractors who are who are doing research in these different universities is to increase the the prevalence of, of chiropractors in these academic settings and also to get links into the community. So, so through that, that PBRN, the Practice-Based Research Network, uh, we, we got some funding from the, from the CCGI, which was fantastic to, to, to develop that. And we were able to link in with a, a relatively small number of, of chiropractors in, in the local community here in Kingston and in Southeast Ontario. So we brought together a group of chiropractors in our region interested in, in research particularly and, and in research activity. And uh, we developed a bit of a network. Uh, we we met regularly. Uh, we were able to to talk about research that they might be interested in, and 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 talk about opportunities that they could have linking into the university. Um, our our main research project out of that was was linking back to some work that I had done in Australia, which is just getting a profile of of chiropractic practice. So. We know very little about you know who comes to see chiropractors what what they're seeing them for and and also what uh what chiropractors are doing for them and so we basically did a a profiling of those practitioners in 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 our region um and so yeah we presented the results of that at the the world federation of chiropractic conference last year um and as a side note out of that developing that group um we we also have a, a chiropractic presence here in the school so we have a a physical therapy clinic where uh, which is a teaching clinic here in the school. and uh, we now have a chiropractor who was part of the network who's working in there, which is which has been great. It's the first time a chiropractor has worked clinically in in, in at Queen's University. and uh, and we also have another chiropractor who contributes guest lectures um, into the PT program just to break down those disciplinary barriers and to share with our our physical therapy students more about about what a chiropractor does in practice.
0: That sounds great. Um, kind of on 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 that note of the the research you're doing with the PBRN, um, I saw that you recently co-authored a paper reviewing utilization rates and reasons for seeking care and patient profiles and and the care that's been provided. Um, I like that it's open access, which which means that anyone can download the article. But what, what were you your findings and what what surprised you?
2: Yeah, thanks, Galen. Good to see that you're reading my work. Um, <laughs> this was a, a scoping review. And, and for those in, in who, who are listening who don't know what a scoping review, it, it's like a systematic review, but it generally has a much broader research question. Systematic reviews are really focused, uh, very uh, uh, um, reductionistic research questions, if you like. But scoping review, like its title, just looks at the scope of literature that's available on a on a particular topic. So our question was very broad. We just wanted to look at uh, utilisation rates. Uh, we wanted to look at, um, you know, who's coming to see chiropractors, etc. Um, it was led by a, a local chiropractor here in Kingston, Peter Bellevogue. He uh, he was undertaking a, a masters, a masters of epidemiology um, with me as his his supervisor in the Department of Public Health Sciences here at Queens. And this was relevant to obviously to to the work that he was doing as part of his masters. And really, we knew there was. A lot of literature out there about utilization but we the the big surprising finding was just simply the huge volume of of papers that were out there uh which, which that that certainly surprised us um we we ended up including nearly 340 articles uh there were 245 studies on chiropractic utilization which really was quite astounding um, and the, it, it, in the hindsight, it's it's not so surprising, but but we really didn't think there were that many. And and the reason for this, we're looking at you know national surveys asking people if they'd seen a chiropractor, uh, nas- surveys of specific he- uh, people with specific health conditions. So it might ask you know people with cancer what complementary medicine do you seek, and if if they'd seen a chiropractor, then 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 that rate was was documented as well um and then we found lots of other studies as well for addressing the other the other research questions we had around uh, 130 studies documenting chiropractic patient demographics and uh, 85 studies looking at the reasons that people actually saw a chiropractor and the the utilization rate i think that's really interesting that the our, we look, when we look globally the median so the averaged 12-month utilization, and, and and that is asking people if they'd seen a chiropractor in the last 12 months, um, was 9, 9, 9.1%. So so one out of ten people in most countries around the globe, certainly the ones that have access to chiropractors, uh, were seeing a chiropractor. And interestingly, that rate has not changed much since 1980, right up till that when when we completed our search, which was was in 2015. And specifically for Canada. The rate uh, at, at the, the most recent rate was twelve percent, but that's only increased very slightly from ten percent over over that time. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of a, me, a strong message in there for uh, for associations and for other advocates of chiropractic practice to try and to try and bolster that that rate a little more. Um, for people specifically obviously uh, one of the most relevant conditions back pain for people with back pain around about a third of people with back pain see chiropractors so the other part of the research question that we had was around sort of just trying to identify what's the typical chiropractic patient and and, and these were not not surprising but it's it it is certainly good to document this and to have it uh, brought in from from rigorous research and so and what we found was that the typical chiropractic patient is female about age, aged in their 40s employed uh, and is typically seeing a chiropractor for, for back pain, where most um, about around about 50% of people who see a chiropractor see it for back pain, or for neck pain, about a quarter of people who see, uh, who see a chiropractor have neck pain. And the most common treatment provided by chiropractors was, again, not surprisingly, spinal manipulative therapy. Uh, and, and we found across all of these included studies that about four out of five people who see a chiropractor will, will receive spinal manipulative therapy
0: and And that's you know it's really interesting work that should ideally uh, ed- inform what our provincial associations are doing our national associations are doing so provide some context i mean from a clinician's perspective i was I was surprised that headache was so so uh so low down on the list, but you know below hip pain and extremity problems uh, I always thought that uh, low back pain neck pain headaches were were the top three, so interesting to see that come about mhm yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, Now, uh, you, you, again, recently uh, released a a publication, What is Chiropractic? It appears that the Journal of Chiropractic and Manual Therapies has released a call for papers for a thematic series to help better define chiropractic. Um, Can you tell us a bit more about this initiative?
2: Yeah, sure, Galen. It, 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 you you'd highlighted before uh, about the journal, the, the the beauty of this journal, like, like the the journal of the Canadian Chiropractic Association, is that the journal is completely open access, and so anyone anyone with access to the internet can can access the papers full and free and, and online. Um, you don't need to pay any subscription for it. Um, and so, yeah, my conflict of interest is that I'm one of the editors, which you said earlier of of the journal, but uh, but. Where it's Jan Harvickson and myself from from Denmark. Jan, Jan is a, a world leader in, uh, in in chiropractic related research, and um and him and I had been speaking over the last uh, last couple of years about co-editing a thematic series. So this is kind of like in a print journal, you'd have a supplement or a special theory, a special edition coming out in a specific area. For for an online journal, it's a little different. We just we 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 would just carve off a section of the website which uh, these papers would would contribute to, and and they'll be published as they're as they're accepted. So they'll 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 be published over the next um, probably eighteen months as when, when we'll run this series for. But really, it, it's interesting. It's it, it, the the paper that I talked about most recently is actually the first the first uh, official paper as part of the series. And even though there's been a lot of studies that have been done, a lot of them have been done relatively poorly with with methods that could be improved. And, and we really don't have any any good rigorous data about the global identity and the, and and the place of chiropractic in, in in healthcare. So we've put out this call for papers. We've we, to, to really to help define chiropractic to stakeholders both inside and and outside of the profession. We certainly know there's lots of Of diversity in the profession of course and and we've got from one end of chiropractic uh, subscribing to the to the subluxation and holding true to those historical foundations while at the other end of the spectrum there's chiropractors that 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 hold hold true to the principles of evidence-based practice and that and and effectively that, that that those chiropractors tend to think that vertebral subluxation uh, as a cause of disease is not supported by evidence so we want to kind of document that that variability and document uh, those those views um, we know in some parts of the world chiropractors are, are highly integrated into insurance or government-funded healthcare programs um, educated in government-funded universities where in other parts of the world Chiropractors—they're educated in private schools and practices complementary and alternative practitioners completely outside of, of mainstream healthcare. So we wanted to try and put together a series of papers that would answer these these kind of key questions. And we think it's it's really timely for the profession to try and define itself and 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 to to embrace that diversity, but also to to really work out you know what's going on out there. So we've 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 put out. Calls to specific research groups to to contribute to these, but we also have a public uh, a public call for anyone who's um, who's interested in contributing to this series. But we uh, yeah the main the main areas we're trying to cover is ha- how the profession is placed in different countries and settings, some history of the profession in 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 different countries documenting chiropractic education around the world and how that's delivered and how that differs in different in different places. And, and also trying to answer that question of, you know, who is it that seeks chiropractic care, um, the type of chiropractic care provide, and, and then taking that further from what our, what our scoping review found is, is what are the outcomes of that care? Is it, is it effective and cost effective?
1: Well, that's, uh, that's great, Simon. It's, uh, I think it's uh, very timely to, to, to see an issue like that, uh, that raised. so it's, it's good to see that you're carrying f- forward with that. Um, now, we also hear that you're going to be heading back to Australia. Um, we're sorry to see you, see you leaving Canada, at least physically, but I know the, the work with Canadian researchers will still continue on, but what's your position in Australia going to be, and what, uh, what sort of future pu- projects do you envision?
2: Yeah. Thanks, Ken. It, it, it is, I'm going to sigh there. It is very sad to leave. We, we really have, have loved our time here. And, and and as I highlighted before, really developed from strong personal and professional relationships, which we're really confident will continue when we move back. Uh, we're, I, I'm moving back uh, and the family will be moving back to Australia in, in July, 2018. So I still have an appointment here at Queen's up until that time. And the family is, 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 is here until that time and, um, the the grant I mentioned before, um, we're only just getting that started, so there'll be that that'll be a really good reason to come back on a regular basis uh, and to keep that that project kicking along, and also to to work further with my collaborators here. Um, so that's a really concrete reason for uh, for continuing collaboration here at Queens and and, and in Canada. Um, but yeah, this is a really exciting opportunity that that I've been offered. Um, I'll be taking up a, a a professor of musculoskeletal disorders at Macquarie University, which is based in Sydney, in in the Department of Chiropractic, which is will actually be the first time I've I've worked in a in a chiropractic uh, institution. Um, Macquarie University is a an, an exciting place to be. It's it's it, they're putting a lot of funds towards research and and really trying to improve their Their research profile in australia and internationally and so my primary role is to going to be help the the chiropractic department to further develop their their research program in musculoskeletal health and uh and and try and improve the research activity so as you can imagine for for typical academics um finding time for research is really challenging so so my role is to really help them drive that forward to help uh, help the active researchers there in, improve, in improving their research productivity. Um, we'll be certainly applying for lots of grants and writing lots of papers and, and bringing in uh, PhD and master students to uh, to further that program. So, so it's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, my focus will, from from my own personal research, my focus will still be the same, which is uh, the the work I've developed to date, which is is knowledge translation research in uh, for both uh, back pain and and osteoarthritis. And and I already have. A number of projects active in australia with with collaborators collaborators i've had there previously um so further developing those those projects and and obviously developing new ones in into the future so yeah it's uh it's it's sad but and, and it's really going to be sad to leave and it was a very tough decision to make but um but yeah it's a really wonderful opportunity uh at macquarie for me
0: well, that really sounds exciting. There's a lot, lots, uh, a lot of new, new projects on the horizon and, and uh, big changes. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to slowly wrap up our conversation. Um, we really want to thank you for your time, Simon. We're really happy to have you with us today. For the listeners, this is that time of the show when we ask for you to complete a task. Uh, we would ask that you take a look at the December edition of the Journal of the Canadian Chiropractic Association, the JCC, JCCA, Um and it's a special edition. Uh, Kent, can you tell us a bit more about this?
1: Yeah, this is where I, I have to continue to disclose my conflict of <laughs> interest because I'm, uh, of course, editor in chief of the JCCA, and it's it's the JCCA's 60th anniversary issue, and it's also the uh, the annual sports sports chiropractic issue. Um, so I invited a bunch of really high-impact authors to to join in and uh, and contribute to, contribute commentaries or editorials or just a variety of different pieces to uh, you know kind of talk about chiropractic a bit and and talk about the future of the profession in some ways and uh, we're fortunate to have. Uh, uh, Simon actually contributed a piece uh, along with several of the the other chiropractic research chairs. So, uh, looking really forward to releasing that in December, and hopefully uh, we can get lots of people uh, driven towards the JCC website, JCCA website. Um, they'll also be available on PubMed uh, when posted as well. So, hopefully, lots of ways to uh, get easy access to it, um, and uh, and yeah, I'll be looking forward to receiving feedback on it too. So. Once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, and we'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Simon French, for joining us. And we'll look forward to bringing you our next guest in a couple of weeks. All right, bye for now.